millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Monstrous Agonies Episode 30. Where the name comes from? Hey? Yes. Undisguised glee and poorly disguised fangs. Next on the Night Folk Network, I answer listeners' questions after a short word from our sponsor. In association with Westwood's Broomstick Hire, we offer single broomsticks, tandem broomsticks, family hatchback broomsticks, high-altitude broomsticks for mounting crossings, and spacious luxury broomsticks so you can travel in style. Wherever you're going, get there with Westwood's. Starting us off tonight, a listener wonders whether or not to share some sensitive information. I'll keep this brief. I don't want to waste your time or mine. You've addressed long-lived genuses before. My concern is the opposite. I expect to live to about 28, 30 if I'm lucky. It didn't used to be a problem. My people don't have much of a history of living outside our own communities, for all sorts of reasons. Our sense of time, our entire perspective, it just doesn't gel with other cultures very well. But the world is changing. We have to change with it. I'm friends with more people with average-length lives than I think my great-grandparents ever even met. And this is it, because I haven't told my friends about my genus's lifespan. It's easier that way. I mean, I met most of these people when I was 15, and they all took me for being in my early 30s. 
you can imagine how awkward people can get when they think you're actually a teenager. So I never corrected them. At this point, I can only assume they all think I'm ageing horribly and are too polite to mention it. Anyway, I'm 25 now. And for my friends, I know they'll feel that I don't have very long left. I don't, um... I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Spending time with them has affected my own sense of time, I think. The world moves so much more slowly away from my community. Three to five years doesn't feel like such a long time anymore. Do I have a responsibility to tell them? It feels private and complex. I don't know how ready I am to share that complexity and deal with their feelings on top of my own. You don't have to share anything you're not comfortable with, listener. This is private information. The most private, in some ways. How you navigate your own death is not something about which you should feel beholden to societal expectations and other people's demands. I do encourage you to spend some time exploring your feelings around your death. You mention how your perspective has changed somewhat during your relatively long association with people with average lifespans. I think it would help you to investigate that changed perspective more deeply. You might do this with a mental health professional, preferably one who specialises in work of this nature. Or you might prefer to work more informally, exploring the issue yourself through art, literature, or with friends or family who are already aware of the situation. There is no one-size-fits-all approach here. Find a path that suits you. Once you are clearer on your own feelings about your death, I think you will find the prospect of communicating those feelings to your friends less intimidating. You might still choose not to share with them, but at least you can know you're making that decision out of a positive desire for privacy on your part, and not out of fear or discomfort. I will say this. Telling your friends beforehand gives them the chance to process and come to terms with the prospect. It will give them time to get used to the idea, as much as that's possible. It will also make them more able to support you as you move into these final stages of your life. But I understand that sharing this information has the potential to cause a great deal of emotional strain. No two people will react to this news in the same way. If you do decide to tell them, please be prepared for that and make sure you have your own independent support networks to lean on as you need it. Whatever your decision, I urge you to take the time to explore what is really best for you. There is no wrong answer here and you deserve to make your choice freely 
of your own volition and without obligation to anyone else. The Nightfolk Network, the UK's only dedicated radio station for the creature community. Our second letter tonight is from a listener finding it hard to connect with their loved ones. My mum and dad adopted me when I was just a baby. It wasn't quite the usual adoption process, though. Mum and dad went on holiday to America, and they went off into the mountains to go camping, up in the forests, miles from civilization. They settled down to go to sleep. But in the middle of the night, there was this huge thunderstorm and... Well, my dad says there was a thunderstorm. Mum says he's exaggerating, that it was just a bit of rain. But I prefer his version. So there was this great, booming storm. Cracks of lightning and rolls of thunder. And my mum and dad sitting huddled together in their tent in the dark. And then, all of a sudden... Well, see... This bit doesn't work without the storm, because there was this flash of lightning and it lit up the side of the tent and just for a moment, just for a second, they saw this huge, dark silhouette against the canvas. Mum says that bit didn't happen. But the thing they agree on is that not long after, they heard this noise from outside. They thought it was an animal at first. Some kind of American critter or something. What noise do possums make? Anyway, it wasn't a possum. It was me. In a basket, woven out of cedar bark and packed all around with furs. There was a note in there as well, and nobody knows what language it's in. It doesn't match with any of the native languages in the area, and it doesn't look like any alphabet I've ever seen. And it's got these splotches on it, like drops of rain. But Mum and Dad swear the inside of the basket was bone dry. There was this big legal to-do. Nobody was quite sure what to do with me. But then Mum and Dad said they wanted to adopt me. At that bit, Dad always says, when the universe gives you something beautiful, you don't turn it down. Daft old git. (laughs) I don't mind being adopted in and of itself. But as I get older, things have got more complicated. It's become clear I'm a member of the community. They've always suspected. By the time I was 12, I was about a foot taller than most of my teachers. And talk about hair growing in strange places. They used to call me Cousin It until I decked Simon Phillips for it in year eight. They stuck to talking about me behind my back after that. I'm doing my A-levels now, and it's much better than it was. I think people have either grown out of it or just got used to me. And anyway, I don't even care what they think, because I'm my own person, and that's fine. I'm different, and that's good. Right? It's just that when I talk to my parents about, you know, creature stuff, it's so obvious that they never had to go through any of this. They think they get it because they're active in the community and they've got friends who are people of the night. But firstly, none of their friends are my genus. 
whatever genus that is. And secondly, well, none of their friends are my mum and dad. I'm just wondering if they're ever going to get it, you know? They're so loving and supportive, and I know they mean well, always. But it's not the same as someone who really understands what you're going through. Am I ever going to be able to share this side of myself with them? It's always a pleasure to hear from our younger listeners. Although I can't help but worry the programme is on rather late for a school night. Do make sure you're getting enough rest, my dear. I think part of the problem here is that you're asking two separate questions as if they were one and the same. On the one hand... Will your parents ever be able to fully understand your experience? And on the other, will you ever be able to share your experience with them? The fact is that, no, your parents will never be in the world the way that you are. They will never grow up as a cross-genus adoptee. They'll never be the only member of their genus in their family. They'll never feel what your body feels, or see as your eyes see. That said, there are endless other points of connection you can make with the people around you. Regardless of their genus, your parents might share any number of other experiences with you, from growing up feeling different or being teased, to all the other things that draw people to one another, a sense of humour common interests, a similar outlook on life. You said it beautifully. You're different. And that's good. Hold on to that. Try to honour those parts of yourself that are truly unique. I know you're worried that you can't share those parts of yourself with your parents, but in fact, sharing is a wonderful way to overcome your differences by celebrating them. Your parents might never really get what you go through as a young member of an isolated genus in the creature community. But they don't have to get it to be able to support you and celebrate you. Talk to them. Tell them how you feel. Give them the chance to uphold you as their child, different and brilliant and beautiful and loved. That's all for our advice segment. Next, Hedgewitch, a derogatory term or a label of liberation. We talk to practitioners about classism and gender inequality and how they're reclaiming... Okay. Take it in two ways. Episode 30 of Monstrous Agonies was written and performed by H.R. Owen. This episode's first letter was based on a submission by B. Thanks, friend. Submit your own letters and suggestions at our website at monstrousagonies.co.uk, by email at submissions at monstrousagonies.co.uk, or find us on Tumblr at monstrousagonies. Big thanks and a warm welcome to our latest patron, Katrina. 
you can pledge from £1 a month at patreon.com slash You can also support the show by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing the programme with your friends and familiars. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International Licence. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening, and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.